Hey, everybody, it's Seaver, and uh, I'm here with another edition of Rockstar Interviews from The Drive in Chicago, and I got a chance to talk on the phone with Al Petrelli, the guitarist and music director of the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. They are gearing up for another huge production, and they're coming to Chicago. We get a chance to talk about the history of TSO, how it all began, and some of the new things that uh, are in store for you for this year's performance, which is coming to the Allstate Arena. So here it is, my conversation with Al Petrelli of Trans-Siberian Orchestra. The holidays are coming, and if you want your Christmas music to include a little guitar shredding with orchestra, a Pink Floyd-like light show, vocals that range from somber to joyful, well, I'm going to turn the descriptive language over to someone who knows it and who loves it, an original member and music director of the multi-platinum Trans-Siberian Orchestra. The guitar shredder himself, Al Petrelli. Welcome. How are you? Uh, thank you so much, my brother. I'm good. It's good to hear your voice. And listen, you just keep going. That was awesome. I like that description. <laughs> well, uh, you guys uh, have been around long enough for me to uh, to, to form this opinion. Uh, I've been listening to your music for for decades now. Uh, TSO, mm-hmm. as as you guys are known, the Trans Siberian Orchestra. Uh, well, you're going to be in Chicago, uh, Rosemont, actually. On December 21st, for two shows, a matinee and an evening performance at the Allstate Arena, uh, you're gearing up for this short but intense tour. Tell us what's yeah, going sure, on. Sir. Yeah, tell us what's going on with the preparation and all of that. Well, to be honest with you, my friend, the preparation started, you know, last year. You know, they're always about 14 to 15 months ahead of, of where we are right now because it's such a big undertaking, it's such an enormous tour. That they're already, you know, looking at dates and availabilities on buildings for 2023. I haven't even got to the first rehearsal yet for 2022, you know. So it is a year-round production between the O'Neill family, our managers, our department heads, the folks in the band. It's a lot always going on. So right now we're in the preliminary stages of rehearsal. I've been getting together with folks in the band going over song ideas, parts, this, that, the other thing. The crew has been putting the finishing touches on their production, and we're all going to meet in Omaha, Nebraska in about three weeks, and that's where we've been doing our production rehearsals for probably about 14 to 15 years now. And listen, I'm as excited as you are and your listeners to just, I can't wait to see what they have in store for us production-wise because I don't get to see it until I get to that building, you know, and I'm watching them build it for the first time. And I just turn into a 15-year-old all over again, you know? That's pretty cool. You're the musical director, not the production director. So you get to see what's going to happen and and, and prep around that. That's kind of cool. Yes. In case people don't know, TSO began with an idea that mm-hmm. sprouted from the song Christmas Eve, Sarajevo, twelve twenty four, which is mm-hmm. on an album the metal band Sabotage did back in 1995, which you played on. Yep. Uh, our boss here at The Drive, Keith Hastings, put it on the air in Milwaukee back in the mid-90s when uh, he was up there, which... You know, it got a lot of uh, recognition. It got to noticed a little bit, and it all sort of started snowballing from there. Mm, yeah, exactly. I got the phone call. Excuse me, probably late winter '95. 
uh, from uh, Paul O'Neill, the gentleman who founded this whole thing. And he asked me to come in and work on this uh, this track he has. And um, I went to the studio and he put the faders up on what was to become Christmas Eve Sarajevo 1224. And I kind of looked at him like, you know, like when your dog looks at you and tells its head sideways because it doesn't really follow what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I said, dude, what's with the Christmas song? And he's like, and he laughed. And he said, well, it's not really a Christmas song. It's a soundtrack depicting events that took place on Christmas Eve during the war in Bosnia. I said, all right, well, you got my attention. Because I was Alice Cooper's musical director uh, in the late 80s, and we had played in what was Yugoslavia at the time, in Belgrade and Zagreb. So he told me the story about his soundtrack, how this classically trained cellist would go down to the town square and play you know, classical themes in protest of the bombing, which is historically true. And, I, you know, the hair on my arm kind of stood up because I said, dude, I was in that town square. I know exactly what you're talking about. Press record. And I started playing the opening notes to the song. And he just looked at me and goes, that's it, man. You know, that's the part we've been missing. And I just looked at him and I said, what an incredibly powerful, dramatic piece of music, you know. Thank you so much for this opportunity. We became, you know, we were great friends anyway. But, you know, and he, you know, I, I play more guitar for him. And you fast forward through the summer in 95 and into the fall and into the early winter then, you know, November, December. Yeah. And that song, like you said, like, you know, and Keith will tell you, yeah. it went from zero to a thousand overnight. I mean, it got one place somewhere, and the next thing you know, we had the number one requested song in America for the rest of the holiday season. And that was the lightning strike that it took, and the rest is history. It was huge. I mean, I was in radio back in the 90s, and ever since it first became a a holiday staple, every year, Christmas Eve, Sarajevo is on playlists, I would assume, worldwide. And uh, it is just a great... Uh, you you brought up you know hair rays on your arms. It is just one of those kind of feelings that you get with the song, and it's kind of the way your your presentation live is. Uh, the genius uh, of TSO, of course, is that you know you can appeal to to the grandmothers and the moms and the kids. Uh, it's multi generational. Uh, why do you think that is? I think it's it's the. Um the amount of different styles and genres of music that we rolled into it, you know, you got to understand. Paul grew up in New York City in the in the seventies, and was he would go to concerts at Madison Square Garden. You know, he'd go see uh, you know Pink Floyd, The Who, Zeppelin, Genesis, ELP, whatever. And down the block was you know Carnegie Hall, where he would go see the classical works being presented. And then, of course, being a fan of the theater district, he had Broadway, so he was exposed to all those different genres and styles of music. And in that big brain of his. You know, kind of put it all together and decided to start writing these rock operas depicting events that would take place on different Christmas Eves, according to the story, depending on which story we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I think that in itself, that appeal is so enormous that, you know, like you said, man, kids from two years old to their great grandparents right. in the 90s, there's something for everybody. And what makes my heart the happiest is when I'll see, like, a, you know, a, a young teenager, let's say, in the audience who maybe isn't into Chopin and Tchaikovsky and Liszt and Beethoven and Mozart. But when we do it, they are. Yeah, know? it's because of that shredding guitar, my friend, and you know it. Uh, but I, <laughs> I want to bring up Paul because you, you brought up Paul O'Neill, and I'm not sure that uh, people who don't know what's going on know who he is. So uh, maybe you could briefly fill us all in. Well, Paul is the mastermind behind this whole thing. You know, he and his family have been with us from the jump, you know, and the thing about the music is, and you hit on it earlier in our conversation, I appreciate you doing so, is when you hear the song for the first time, it's almost like getting smacked in the mouth. 
Mm-hmm. You've never, you, you kind of put back on your heels going, what was that? Yep. You know, nobody ever heard anything like that before, you know, and if you go back in history and think about like, you know, the, the bands that made the most noise for themselves are the ones that were doing something nobody else had done prior to them. Exactly. Yeah. So every time, you know, they bring in an idea, you know, I, I kind of, I'd raise an eyebrow and, and, and you know, I listen, I love the man and his family to death, you uh-huh. know, uh, forever will I be in their service. But, you know, there was some times where I'm like, can we really do that? You know, and we'll be like, yeah, yes, you can. And I'm like, all right, let's, let's hit it. You know, and we'll it worked. It. Yeah. And it worked. And it worked. The uh, uh, the tour, the 2022 winter tour is billed the ghosts of Christmas Eve, the best of TSO and more. It's uh, completely updated. Uh, tell us some of the difference uh, differences that uh, longtime fans who've seen you guys before might notice. Musically, I got you. Production-wise, yeah. I'm in the dark. No pun intended. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know? As I found so, out. The folks that come year after year, I affectionately refer to them as our repeat offenders. You know? <laughs> so, you know, I got this one guy, you know, I think he clocked in his 700th show last year with us. Oh, my you know? God. And, and he bought 700 tickets. You know, it was never like, it was never comped or on the guest list or anything like that. People just love this as much as I do and we do, you know? Yeah. So for those folks... You know, they want their familiar tradition. They want their holiday story told the way that they remember it. It's like if you and I go watch um, It's a Wonderful Life, A Miracle on 34th Street, you get lost in in the original, you mm-hmm. know, and that makes me comfortable, and that makes me, you know, safe. You know, I feel good there. But then I always want to be shocked and surprised, and that's what we try to do. So we're going to present this year The Ghost of Christmas Eve, which is a lot of folks' favorite story that they had written. Uh, but we're always going to surround it with some new surprises, some songs we've never done. Uh, really, you know, depict uh, this story in a way that we haven't done before, because we always want to keep our audience on their heels a little bit. Just when you think you know what's next, we're going to kind of, you know, make a left turn on you. Perfect. And then when you wrap it up with the enormity of the production that we have, again, I'm still, you know, I haven't seen it yet, but, you know, over the years it's grown from one truck in 99 to 22 semis last year. <laughs> oh, my know? God. Well, yeah. yeah. The, one hundred shows—that's a lot. Scheduled for uh, the holiday season in over the span of about what six weeks. You're doing two shows yeah. a day, uh, pretty intense. So I know it's something you love and you have a passion for, because I can tell in your voice that that is the case. One hundred percent. I live for this stuff every day. I, I can't get enough of it. Tell us about the community involvement. TSO has uh, given back to charity and continues to do so. Well, again, I'm always going to defer back to the boss and his family. You know, this is who the O'Neills are as people. They're the most ridiculously generous people I've ever met, and they want to change the world. Now, one dollar from every ticket purchase goes back into the community. Now, it doesn't necessarily excuse me, sound like a lot of money unless you look at it over, like, you know, the 20-something years we've been doing this. You know, and it added up to a substantial amount of money, and I think they are making a dent in the world's problems and, and making it a better place. You know, albeit a dollar at a time, a song at a time, a show at a time, whatever. But, you know, they're doing it, and it's an honor and a privilege to be part of such a good organization like that. Ah, this is perfect. I, I love this. Uh, TSO, the Ghost of Christmas Eve, December 21st, which uh, it's the winter solstice that you're going to be performing here in Chicago. Two shows at the Allstate Arena. We've got a big uh, Wisconsin audience, Al, and I want to make sure that they uh, they uh, are aware that uh, the next night, December 22nd, you're going to be up in Milwaukee doing a performance. Yeah, the Forum. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, all right. Another great community. Yeah, it's been great talking to you, Al, uh, learning about uh, how it all began and, and uh, your relationship with uh, the O'Neills and 
and everything, uh, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Make sure you get your tickets. Uh, they're on sale September 16th. And there are a limited amount of uh, I don't lower-priced tickets because times are tough and people need to get their families out to enjoy mm-hmm. an evening. So uh, make sure you get in on that if you need to. Uh, tickets on sale again on Friday. Have a great tour, Al. Uh, Al Petrelli of uh, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Have a great tour. It has been fantastic talking to you. Back at you, my brother. Enjoyed our conversation greatly. So stay safe. Much love to the family. And I can't wait to get back to Chicago, man. I need some proper pizza now. (laughs) I love you, brother. Love you, brother. Take care of yourself.